Reinventing Perspectives, the show that's made for Christian entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about everything from faith to business principles to family life to profitability to strategy to tactics to self-care. If you need it, we'll talk about it. I'm your host, Priscilla Shumba. Without wasting any more time, dive into our conversation. This is the first episode of our second season and we are super excited to have Ashton here with us, kicking us off in a new year with new energy and here to help us start the year right, change our lifestyles for fitness. Ashton, if you could just tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Ashton Tate. I live in uh, Tennessee in the U.S., and I own a health company called Glory to Glory Fitness, where you know, we partner with business leaders to help them structure their health to be successful at business, life, family, uh, for the long run. You know, you have such an interesting story. And I think for a lot of our audience, which is early entrepreneurs that really benefit from learning a little bit about how this got started, how did you become Glory to Glory Fitness? Yes, yeah, so I, I back in high school. Uh, I'm 20, almost 26 right now. Back in high school, I actually used to be. Uh, I played sports and was active, but I was, you know, addicted to food. And I live in the South uh, here in the United States, and so if you know anything about that, you know that we love our food and comfort food and all that. So, so I was addicted to food, and I actually ended up being about 100 pounds overweight, even while I was playing sports, and was just not doing very well uh, with my mental state and with my confidence and everything there. And so I ended up losing all that weight at first for the wrong reasons, actually. And then God transformed my mind and my life and um, actually started walking with him. And, and what ended up happening is my perspectives begin to shift into why I wanted to be healthy in the first place from just trying to look good and impress people to actually letting you know the outside of me uh, you know be able to sustain the things that I was called to, you know, long-term, you know, as far as my body. So I ended up getting healthy and sustaining it. And people just kind of started asking for help and just started working out with people and helping people with eating. And it actually ended up turning into a side hustle while I was in college, while I was studying uh, business. And then I changed my major to health coaching and business. And now about seven years later, I run a full-time business, uh, being able to just help people in that same way. And so it's, it's awesome. It's such a blessing. It's fun being able to help people and, and understand that, you know, where they're at and how, you know, you used to be there as well. So what's really um, worth noting is how early you found your purpose and how your own story of transformation is what led you to this business that you've started and has ultimately become a testimony as well as a way to do to help people through business and profit. So that's absolutely amazing. Tell me a little bit about this. The way that you found your mission, was it something that you were like really conscious about or did you just kind of stumble upon it? Because, you know, when people are starting businesses, a lot of times you're thinking to yourself, especially when you're a young person or you're early in entrepreneurship, you're just thinking, okay, what business can I start? Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't trying to start a business at all. Um, and I didn't really know full what I wanted to do. You know, I, I, I liked the music. Uh, I thought maybe I'd do some music stuff. I um, And everybody was just kind of going to school for business because it's kind of what you did, business administration. You know, so I was just like, oh, I'll do that. And just kind of figured out, you know, along the way. And um, I, I didn't mean to 
start a business, you know, it just kind of happened. And I didn't come to that conclusion on my own. You know, I didn't just try to figure it out. God really put those things in my heart. And I was able to have really great counsel, really great leaders, uh, people in my life that were able to help me kind of discern, you know, what I was called to do, um, rather than me just trying to figure out and doing what I wanted to do. And then, you know, telling God to bless that and just trying to work it out and just do it, you know, and so it really just was a progression. It didn't happen all at once. Day by day, it was faithful to the things in my current season. I mean, there was one season where I was building a business full-time. I was in full-time school. I was getting married. Um, I worked another job full-time. So there, there's been a lot of seasons where there was a lot of like transitioning and having to bust it and do stuff like that. Starting a business and doing that stuff is not easy. And it's not always just doing that full-time. Sometimes it's on the side until you can kind of work up, work up, work up, and then it is full-time. So it was just a slow progression and really just walk uh, you know, through that process. So I think a lot of the perception that people have about business, that it's like this instant thing, all of a sudden you're this big shot business person. And really, true entrepreneurship is a journey. It's hard to sustain what is required of you in business without faith. What is the biggest lesson that you have learned so far as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think I think a balance of you know not being afraid of failure and being able to learn from your mistakes and not trying to just be perfect all the time. I think a balance between that, but also learning from people who have been there before. Like I, I haven't had to make a lot of big mistakes um, in my business. Uh, not that I've been perfect, and again, we've had failure and we've had to grow and all that stuff. But part of the reason why I haven't made a lot of huge mistakes is because I just listened to other people who had been there before. And I learned from their mistakes rather than from the mistakes I had to make. And so I would say, you know, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid to go through trials and to, you know, because those are teaching you lessons. And sometimes the only lessons, you know, the real lessons that you can learn are from, you know, when you fall short or when you don't hit a target or whatever. But I'd also say get people, you know, get help, get people who've been there before you and who understand things and get their counsel on stuff so that you don't have to make the mistakes, especially like with legal stuff, like with agreements and contracts and liability stuff. Like that's something that, especially in the fitness world, you know, you people like to sue people all the time. And I've never had a client get hurt or be sued or anything like that. But I am set up in a way where, you know, if people are crazy, you know, I'm covered there. And so I have all of these structures, not because I knew, but because I was able to walk and get counsel and learn from people who had been there before and then take that and actually implement it in my business. So a lot of the stuff in my business, I have a lot of really, really good foundations so that as we continue to grow, I don't have to worry about some of those bigger mistakes that you know could have happened as well. Like I hear you saying that the importance of wise counsel when you're starting a business, someone will have an idea that they feel is great and they don't want to share it with anyone because they feel like, oh, someone's going to take my idea. And you get to learn lessons the hard way if you don't go and actually seek out wise counsel. So I'm really glad that you shared that with um, our audience. It's a great point. So you've been in the fitness space now for about six years. What's the biggest challenge that you faced? You know, being young, being new to entrepreneurship and this being your first business, I'm assuming, is it? Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I, ha I had like some stuff like that I would do as like a teenager and a kid. I had like a small, small like lawn mowing business. I had like, you know, I do like little things, like little like side hustles like that as a kid, but it wasn't necessarily a business. It was just kind of, I would make money um, rather than having to like work at McDonald's or something like that. So it's my first like real like business business, I guess you would say. How do you set yourself apart? There's a lot of spaces where you feel if anyone has a talent in that area, you could say, Oh, fitness, there's so many people in fitness. How can I set myself up as a new entrepreneur 
and stand out. And, but you've managed to do that for yourself. And what do you think yeah. has been the key to your process? Yeah, well, I think I think the foundation of it all is I hate the health industry. Like, I, I don't like a lot of what the health industry stands for. Ask ask yourself the question, you know, why is it that we have more gyms, coaches, supplement companies, XYZ nowadays than we ever have had in history? Health is huge. The health industry is massive. But mm-hmm. people are more unhealthy than they've ever been in history. Like, like, why is that? And it's because people want to take advantage of people. People want to make money. People want to sell the newest thing. People want you to do the newest thing. People want to, and they want to sell it to you over and over and over and over and over again with these new diets, new supplements, new programs, whatever. I think the biggest thing for me is like, I want to redefine what the health industry is. And I think most of it's very vain. Most of it focuses on the wrong, you know, the wrong aspects. You know, people don't anchor their health to, to the actual right reasons. And we've been ingrained, you know, of this picture of, you know, what health should look like, you know, with movie stars and with, you know, some of the top like workout people like Arnold, it's like, that's what we think, oh, that's healthy. That's healthy. That's the example. That's what I need to live up to. And it's like, no, it's not true. That's, that might be for them. But even for them, that's not sustainable. People talk to me, they immediately get that sense that I'm not like any of those other people. And I think the other thing too, is I used to be overweight and very unhealthy. Like I, I, I was probably more unhealthy than most of my clients have been. So I actually understand where people are getting and I hate the way that most of the health industry handles it. And so I, I do things opposite in a lot of those ways and the mindsets that I have about it are different. And the things that I post, the things I talk about, the things that I teach my clients when I hop on calls with people uh, initially, like they're able to hear that and they're able to see like, wow, okay, this is way different than any of the other coaches I've dealt with, any of the other programs, any of the other X, Y, Z. And that helps you stand out because I think too, I think it's a really great point. You know, the health industry is very um, congested and there is so many people and they're all, and so a lot of people think of it, oh, I have to match their prices. And so I don't really do the whole comparative to other trainers or to other, because I'm not just a trainer. I do it in a way that helps that specific person because I'm a lot better than a lot of those other people, not in a prideful way, but the way that I do things and have helped people see results and have helped them sustain those results for years is just different. And so a lot of times people want to just try the same thing over and over and over again and do the cheap things and do it cheaply and not invest into their health. And they don't actually end up getting the results because they're just, it's insanity. They're just doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You quickly have come to understand what you're bringing to the table and understanding the value that you bring. And I think a lot of times, especially when you're in the early years of entrepreneurship, you can fall into that trap of like, well, everybody else is doing this and I'm new, I can't possibly match that I must you know kind of come under or not really understanding what it is that you're bringing to the table so that's a definitely good point especially for new entrepreneurs understand your value and don't be afraid to stick to your guns if you know that what you're going to do is you're going to bring the performance well since we are in the new year and I know that a lot of people that are listening are like wow I've been writing down lose weight on my list of things to do for the past 10 years. And every year, I'm still writing down lose weight. What can you say to this? Yeah, um, yeah, most New Year's resolutions don't work because they're always rooted in something that isn't sustainable. So a lot of people, the reasons why they do New Year's resolutions is because they let themselves go or got off track or whatever they, however they want to phrase it. They did that over the holidays and then they feel guilty and they feel like they have to make some extreme change for the new year to offset all of that. I'm going to not eat sugar for a hundred days. And it's like, 
Like, like why? And so they end up doing those extreme things and then they do it for the wrong reasons out of guilt and then it isn't sustainable. And so um, I think the biggest thing that people need to understand and, and the biggest thing that is that changes that is understanding why they're doing it in the first place and being anchor, you know, being able to anchor their health to something deeper than just losing weight or exercising. Like, like why do you want to exercise? Do you want to exercise just to exercise? So you can say that do you want to exercise just because that's what the culture tells you you should do. Like, or like, why do you actually want to do that and anchor it to something deeper to your calling or to your kids or things, you know, I always tell people that the two main uh, determinants of seeing if you have the right why, like if it is a why um, that is sustainable or not is number one, it has to be, there has to be a short-term and a long-term aspect to it. So there has to be short-term, I want this in the short-term so that I can do this in the long-term. And then number two is it has to be others-focused as well. Because if your health is just about you and how I can appear to other people or I can lose weight or I, 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 and it's not about how I can steward my body to be able to serve others better, whether it's your family or clients or leading your team or whatever, being a good example, then you're not going to be able to sustain stuff. So I'd say really dig deep and really anchor your health to something different um, than guilt or than just trying to make those changes. And then that way you can break that cycle of how you're thinking. Because everything that we do in health um, stems out of how we're thinking. And people want to talk about transformation. And the Bible says that transformation comes out of a renewed mind, out of renewing the mind and changing the way that we think. And then just letting our actions flow out of that. And it's obviously you know easier said than done, but you know we just have to understand that the way that we think and the reasons why we're doing something is going to depict um, kind of you know if we get results you know long term in that. So that that's what I would say is the number one thing um, that I would you know think about when you're approaching New Year's resolutions or just you know getting healthy in general after any point. That's it's really great that you say that because I think a lot of the times we're just focused on the vanity of stuff. And the vanity of things, for most of us, is not motivating enough. You know, one month into you're over it. And definitely understanding, having something deeper. And it's interesting that you say we should bring an aspect of serving others, how this can serve others. And that's really a light bulb moment, I think, for me. And I think for a lot of the people that are listening. Because we never think of our health that way. We always think, oh, it's just my body. And we don't think about the bigger picture of being an example of having energy to contribute to, you know, our community. So to the person who says, look, Ashton, I hear you. I've tried everything out there. It's never worked for me. And I've tried thinking differently and it's not working for me. And this is like my last attempt. What would you say to that person? Yeah, Um well, obviously, it really depends on their specific situation. But I would say, obviously, you haven't tried everything. Because, mm. you know, if, if you want to be healthy, you know, there's so many limiting beliefs around health. And people, oh, I've tried everything. I've tried this. I've tried that. But they never stuck with it. A lot of times, their mindset in it is totally wrong. And, and honestly, they don't, we just don't know. You know, it's not that like, oh, we, we suck because, you know, you can't be healthy. Or you're not thinking. It's like, we just don't know. Like, we just, I didn't know before I you know, and it's taken me years to get to the place I'm where, where I'm at now to where I have these perspectives and these mindsets and I'm able to help people with it. And so I, I, I'd say for, for them, you know, get someone who knows who they are. I was, I was listening to another leader um, in my life. Uh, actually last night, it was actually, um, I was at a, at a meeting and he was talking about, was talking about how people tend to go and try to do stuff on their own these days. And they go online and try to get their answers. And there's all of this generalized, you know, sea of information that they're swimming in 
rather than getting someone in their corner who knows what they're talking about, who has the information and who knows them and can specifically apply that to them. So I would say get help, whether it's from me or whether it's from someone else that you trust that you um, know has the right information, just get help and have someone be able to apply that information specifically to you because you can have the best plan in the world. Like you can look, you know, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger has workout plans that are up on online that you can go look at and try to do. But if you don't know how to fit that practically in your day today, if you don't know how to fit it into your schedule, into your lifestyle and why you're doing it, and if you don't know how to do that stuff, it's just not going to be sustainable. So I'd say get help, get someone instead of going online and trying to figure it out yourself and, and trying to have that, I call it the, the, I have a degree on Google mentality where they Googled a couple articles and it's, that's just not the case. And so get someone in your corner that, that you can trust that has your best interest um, at hand, that takes the long view with you. And it's able to apply the information that they know and that you know, specifically in the day today, uh, you know, of of your schedule, and who has a process and frameworks that they've applied to other people to help them get there. I'd say that's that's what I'd say because because I think a lot of people don't think that they're worth investing into. You know, like when when you when you go into a gym or a class or you pay ten dollars a month for beachbody.com, you know, you're telling yourself and your family and your kids and those around you that you're only worth $10 a month, you know, and you're worth a lot more than that, you know, and obviously with budgets and stuff like that, you have to see what works for you, but find someone who understands that and who isn't cheapening your health and cheapening that process and who's actually able to take you to where you, you know, want to get. So that, that would be my advice. It just reminded me of how they say in business, you reach a point where you've maxed out what you know. And you've maxed out your own way of doing things and you've reached the ceiling. And sometimes when you realize that you, you've tried something and tried it and tried it and tried it, you've reached the ceiling. If you've done all you can do, this doesn't mean give up. Find someone to guide you through. So that's really great that you say that because we never think about that in terms of our health. We think about it in terms of everything else, but we don't think of that in terms of our health. So thank you for sharing that with us. You reap what you sow. You know, and so if you're willing to invest into yourself by getting coaching and by getting help, mm-hmm. you reap what you sow. And sometimes you end up projecting that you know, onto others if you're not actually getting the help that you need. So that's what I would say, too. I've, I've seen as I've gotten coaching in my life from my health and from business and from, you know, my my, my spiritual walk and my marriage, like everything. I, I have coaching and I have help in each of those areas and it shows in every aspect of my life. So I'm, I'm not asking one of my clients to do something that I'm not already doing. People say, okay, if I can't work out, can I just focus on not eating? If I don't have time to work out, I really feel I don't have time to work out. Can I just focus on limiting what I eat? Yeah, well, I would, I would examine why they don't have time because it's probably one of the two things. They either think that they don't have time and they just they just aren't able to organize their time right and structure their day for productivity and stuff. And they they actually could find some time, and they think that they're too busy. Or it might actually be that, be that they actually are too busy that they don't have time to do that. And so either way, you you have to make time. It's not a should I make time or am I going to be able to make time. It's it's you're going to have to make time for your health, either now in small ways and stewarding your body or later down the road when stuff goes really wrong and you have to go to the hospital, you have to get surgeries, you have to be on medications, you have to, you know, you know, is it worth it to not take the time now and to burn out and have health issues and not be able to play with your grandkids later? Because there's going to be, you know, you're going to have to put and, and a lot of people too will say, oh, my, my priorities are health. You know, health is a priority, but you can tell people's priorities by two main things, bank account 
what they put their money into and their schedule, what they put their time into. And if you tell me that your health is a priority or you want to make it a priority, but you're giving it like hardly any time in your week, then it's just not a priority. Re-examine your priorities, re-examine why it is that you're too busy. And sometimes we just don't understand how to fit it in and that's okay. Get help. You know, it's not a, it's not a diss where you're like, oh man, you suck. You can't do this. You know, it's just saying, get help with that. Re-examine why that is because our bodies, you know, it's, it's not that the eating or the movement is more important. It's that they go hand in hand. I, I like to think of the analogy of a car. If I have a car and it sits in my garage for two years and I don't start it, I don't move it. Like there's going to be some problems. They're going to, there's going to be some rust. The battery probably isn't going to turn over. Um, the tires are going to have divots in it because it sat for so long. Like there's going to be a lot of things and a lot of issues that I'm going to have to fix. Whereas if I were to just drive it in a regular way and move it, then I'm not going to have a lot of those issues. Now I'm going to have to maintain it. I'm going to have to fuel the car, right? I'm going to have to take care of it in the right ways. And so that's why, you know, our bodies were created for movement. And if you think about like thousands of years ago, we, um, as humans, like didn't, you, we didn't really have to work out, you know, because our job, we would go and work out in the field or we would build something or we were blacksmiths or whatever. But nowadays with how sedentary we are, you know, like I'm sitting right now, you know, and so we have to supplement our movement in ways where we can fit some of that exercise and working out into one area. And so it's not, a lot of people think working out is just about burning calories and losing weight when really our bodies were created to move and we need to put some healthy stress on that to build it up stronger, to help with our endurance. And then we need to fuel it in the right way. So they partner hand in hand. And so I would, first of all, examine your priorities, look at your schedule, see if you are too busy and if that's not sustainable and, um, and just get help and get someone to help you fit those things practically to help you change, you know, little by little. I'm glad that you're from the South because I feel like a lot of people, especially people of various cultures, we love our food. We love our carbohydrates particularly. So knowing that you have a coach who understands the love of food, that absolutely helps. I, I, <laughs> I enjoy food more than any of my clients. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I've had clients where they're like, man, like I don't even like care about sweets anymore. I don't even like to eat them. And even when I do, I don't even enjoy them. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I still love food and I still have stuff every once in a while. You know, I still enjoy myself. I still celebrate on holidays and stuff. And you have to, to be sane, you know, to, to be able to sustain things. But there's also, I have to also understand that most of the time I do need to eat pretty, um, pretty well and partner with how my body's made, but there's also times to celebrate and to feast, you know, for holidays and things like that. So I love food. It's, it's fun, but just in the right amounts at the right times. If there's fitness in it, it means a lot of deprivation, but that balance is important to like enjoying life because a lot of people we enjoy life through food maybe in the wrong ways or in excess but you know thinking about having to limit our food kind of makes us think oh gosh i'm not going to enjoy myself as much as i do yeah so having that balance it's, it's great that you bring that in you know you're a young person who's running a business who's been running a business for a while what is the one book that you'd say has changed everything for you? Man, I don't know if one book necessarily has. Um, I, I don't really read a whole lot. I, I like to listen to audiobooks. It's good for my time. I can do it in the car. I absorb the information a little bit better. Man, I've, I've read so many great books. Um, I think a great one I've read is called Entree Leadership. It's a Dave Ramsey book. That, that's a really good book. Um, I'm reading one right now by John Bevere, um, It's and it's talking about being able to multiply your potential and 
you know, how working uh, essentially is, you know, ministry in a lot of ways too. So I'm reading that right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had so many great things, but those have been a couple that have been really helpful uh, to me. Definitely, we'll link those down below so people can check those books out. I love that you talk about work being ministry. And I think a lot of people separate business and ministry. And it's really great to see someone who's bringing those two things together because our work is part of our ministry, really. We spend a lot of time working. Ashton, what has faith meant to you in your journey so far? Um, I mean, everything. Mm. I mean, it's, it's it, if I don't have you know, faith in the things that God's calling me to do, then they're not going to get done, you know? And so I want to do every day what God is blessing. I want to be led by him. I want to walk in what he's saying to do rather than me trying to work it out and strive uh, and just get stuff done. And so, you know, if, if, if I don't have faith in the things that I'm doing, you know, I wouldn't have a business in the first place because the things that I feel called to, I feel like they're words from the Lord and they've been confirmed in counsel. And, and so, you know, everything that I'm doing is all backed up in there. So when I go through tough times, when stuff happens, when I'm able to hold on, you know, hold fast to that, know that that is what the Lord's calling me to do. And he confirms it, you know, with, with success and with being able to be someone who, um, you know, people are respecting and looking up to and stuff like that. And so it's been everything, you know, to me in, in business, it's been huge. Yeah, that's amazing. I can tell just uh, listening to you talk that that must be where a lot of your confidence comes from, because you know that this is something that God has placed on you. So you have that confidence because you're quite young, to be honest. And for you to be as mature and as confident in doing something and successful in doing something the way you are, it really says a lot about the faith that you have and what God has placed in your life. You know, thank you so much for this conversation. I'm going to put some information so that all our audience can find you and connect with you and get inspired by the things that you're doing because it's a really amazing story and a really amazing work that you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashton. Yeah, absolutely. Great talking with you and we'll talk again soon. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do share it and leave a review. Let us know how we can serve you better. Check out our website as www.com reinventingperspectives.com and connect with us on social media on Instagram and on our Facebook page at Reinventing Perspectives. We'd love to connect with you. Also, do check out our latest book, The Christian Entrepreneur's Toolkit. It's available on Amazon.com and also through our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com. Thank you again for taking the time to listen in. We value you. Have a great day.